what a time. It has been a little over a week. Yeah, it's been a little over a week since I last recorded. And it's been a couple weeks since I last talked to you. The reset started on the 16th, so this past week, a week ago. And I just... There was so much going on. I was vacation, vacationing. I was traveling a bunch and just doing a lot. And I really just didn't have time to record an episode. And the whole purpose of me doing this is for fun. So when I need to take a break, when I need to not record an episode and edit an episode and upload an episode, I'm not going to. And I really feel good doing that it feels really nice to have something that I'm not stressing over I mean it does add a little bit of stress because there is a little bit of me in the back of my head saying you gotta get something up I always want to be there for you I guess you could say I always want to follow the schedule and be dependable and be professional with what I do and that's a belief that I have um And a lot of beliefs around what professional looks like, what dependable looks like is constant and making sure that you know that I will follow the rules, follow the rules that I've set for myself, follow my own schedule. But that's what's great about this podcast is I'm really trying to challenge myself to let go of that, to really do this when I feel like it, to do this when it feels good, when I want to. A lot of the t- a lot of the time when I <laughs> come up with an idea for the podcast, I'm like not in a place to actually record. So I'll come up with it and then I'll wait a few minutes, a few minutes, a few days to end up recording. And sometimes in the moment it doesn't feel as natural to record that that podcast episode or not episode, but that topic. So I'll switch it, but this week's episode I'm really excited for because I think it's a universal feeling that we all have. Um, But I'll get into it. I'll get into it. First, I want to give you a little update on life, where I'm at. Last week and for a little bit of the week before, I was back home. And that's where I recorded the last episode. And listening back to it, I just really could feel my energy. It was so grounded. I felt so calm and at peace at home. I really enjoyed my time there and I think I finally allowed myself to let go of any expectations of what being home is supposed to look like and also of where I'm supposed to be. I moved to San Diego in 2019 but I moved to Los Angeles in 2017, the end of 2017 after I graduated college and I've been in Southern California for almost five years now. It's amazing. I'm really proud of myself for leaving for leaving Seattle and making a life and a home down in a different city. But I'm realizing as I get older how I feel where I am and how that affects me. My mom used to say when I was a kid that I could be happy anywhere and it's true. I can. I love everybody that I meet when I'm in a place. I think over the last five years though, things have changed a little bit for me because of the things that I've done (laughs) and just the things that have happened in my life over the last five years. 
I've had a couple friend breakups and that belief around not being a good friend has been reinforced so much over the last five years, which has affected my ability and trust in myself to make good, long-lasting friendships. I think I fear a lot of the time that when I meet somebody new, I'm not going to be a good friend to them, which isn't the case. But it's like I'm trying to follow along these rules that I've set up for myself or that other people have subconsciously put on me of what friendships look like. And at, the, at this point, people that I meet now don't do that. We're getting old enough where people's expectations of what friendship is, is different than it used to be um, because so many of us have our own lives now and also aren't always acting on our pain body and acting on our subconscious beliefs around ourselves that we still are. But I'm grateful now for the friendships that I've made because they're a lot slower. I think this is not where I was taking the intro, but hey, we're going with it. And honestly, it relates to this week's episode, so bear with me. But um, it's interesting when I think about my friendships here, moving to a new place. Um, I feel like in the past... Oh, it's so interesting. Okay, so basically, I grew up in Seattle. You all know that that's from the first episode, but I grew up in Seattle, lived there for 22 years, went to high school and college there. So, and so many of my friends from high school have moved back, and so many of my friends from college still live there. So, it's this like belief. I also started dating my boyfriend right after I graduated college. So I had all those 22 years of getting to know people and not having anybody else in my life, really just having my friends and my family around. And it was wonderful. And I think when you're in a relationship, so much of the energy of other human interaction goes into that person in good and bad ways. We and I, we live together now. Um, and I think in the beginning of my move and living somewhere else it's it was definitely a little bit it was different because we didn't live together we still had our own lives we still have our own lives um but so much of my life over the last few over the last five years have has been entwined intertwined with his because our friend group is from his life which is wonderful and I love them so much and I'm used to being in friend groups, but I'm used to being in my own. And both of my friend groups are back in Seattle. And so stepping into friend groups here is wonderful, but there's also all of these connections that these people have. And also so many differences. We're not coming together. I'm not coming into it because I have so many similarities with these people, right? I'm coming into them because I'm dating somebody who has a lot of similarities and shared experiences with them because they all went to college together. I'm coming in on the outside of that, meeting everybody too. And then, of course, I love, love, love everybody in that group. And I love all the girls, all the women, all of the girlfriends and partners that have come in. Everyone is wonderful and great people. But again, it's all of these people that have come in through partners. And this is not a bad thing. And I'm not not saying it's a bad thing. And I know I love you all so much. This is not a negative thing. But this is something that I've been thinking about, and some, so many of you know this too, but like that I've been thinking about a lot over the last couple of years as I started to make my own friends here is that I didn't choose, when you're a girlfriend and you come into a friend group, you don't necessarily choose everybody in that group. You choose your partner and then 
you know, you choose to come around and obviously I love that group of people, but then it's a male dominated group because they were all in a fraternity together and all the women that come in are partners. So then your, your relationships are based around these people that other people choose, which is great. Obviously like everyone has great taste, but there's also just like this lack of choice in these relationships, which is not a bad thing. I'm so blessed that this group is so amazing and so wonderful. And I would choose to spend my days in San Diego with them over and over again. But I did not choose my friendships. I guess you kind of do. Cause like you could be a bitch. You could not be a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be a bitch about it and like not want to see anybody that I didn't choose, but that's like not who I am. It's like, I'm so lucky that I didn't have to choose this group and that everyone is so wonderful. I didn't have to put that work in. Now I have to put in work because obviously you have to maintain friendships. But when I first moved to San Diego, I had this group already set up for me, which is such a blessing. And like, thank you guys (laughs) for letting me be a part of this and for being so wonderful. But I realized that my, my, being in San Diego needed people. Where was I even going with this? I think I was, okay, well, we'll continue. (laughs) But I did need people. I needed people that I chose. Okay, well, obviously I have those people, but I needed people that I chose, right? Like, I feel like everybody needs in their lives people that they choose. And when I look at that friend group, everybody else in that, and all the other girls, everybody else in that, that group, and I think it's so important. They all have their own lives outside of it. They have their own relationships outside of the friend group. They have their own choices of people that are their people. And I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I do back home and it's wonderful and I love them so much and I wish they would come visit me more. <laughs> but I didn't choose. I didn't have a group that I chose or people that I chose. Um, and as wonderful as, I, as you know, everybody in my life is, I knew that I needed that. So back home, not back, yeah, back home, I guess it was. I was realizing how important the environment is. I'm kind of like, I have notes for this and I'm like, girl, you just went off on a tangent. Where? Let's bring it back. Where did we, where did we take this? I'm going to listen back to this and be like, oh, that's where you went on the tangent and you should go back there, but we're not going there now. Anyways, um, I felt so, when I was home, I had this realization. Part of the reason I was so grounded there was because I had this realization of the connection to the environment there and I had such a release in my body the the like release of the tension that I was holding when I was home was visceral I have pain in my neck an injury that I've had for oh since like well I got in a car accident that really exacerbated it when I had just moved to San Diego um, in 2019. So basically since then, but it's been acting a fool since, um, wow, I really don't like that. I just said that it's been acting up since, (laughs) since, um, 2020, I did a little, little too much exercising and my body was like, cool it down, lady, calm down, let's rest. And thus here we are now with KDH and everything. Another tangent that I'm not going to go down. Kaya, focus. Okay. But basically, um, I had that injury and the amount of release that my body experienced when I was home went from a six to a two. The pain went from a six to a two. 
I went to physical therapy. I got home on Tuesday, went to physical therapy Wednesday. And my physical therapist was like, you feel so loose. Like you really don't feel as tight as you usually do. And I was like, girl, the pain went down when I was home. It really did. I didn't do anything different. I didn't even rest that much. I just relaxed. My whole body, the tension released. Last time when I was recording an episode, I was sitting outside or sitting in my childhood bedroom, looking out into all the trees, all the green, the neighborhood that I grew up in, the energy from the Pacific Northwest. I was just feeling it all. And now I'm sitting in my office on the first floor of our house, staring at a brick wall. (laughs) There's some flowers, there's some palm trees, there's some trees, some greenery, but it's not the same. So all that to say is that I probably should listen back to this and figure out where that tangent was going because I I wish that I could tie it in with a pretty bow, but I don't remember (laughs) why I started it and I'm so sorry. (laughs) But I realized when I was home that the connection, I think this is where I was going. I realized when I was home that the connection that I have that I need to be focusing on in the places that I'm in is the environment, not just the people. So obviously, ah, that's where I was going. (laughs) See, here we are, we're back. The people here are wonderful. I love the people, but I have not, in San Diego, but I have not been connecting to the environment at all. And I think that that's something that I, I think, I know that's something that I'm really being called to connect with. However, I've been finding it really hard to connect to the environment here. I am so drawn to the luscious green, the beautiful colors, all of the trees of the Pacific Northwest, the mountains. And as much as I love the water and I love, there's something about palm trees. Every time I see one, I feel like they got my back, you know, like we have this little connection and it's, it's really calming, but that's one piece of nature. I feel called to the ocean and I love that too. Again, one piece of nature. There's pretty flowers, but I just don't feel the same connection that I do with the environment in the Pacific Northwest. So that being said, we are thinking about when our return to the Pacific Northwest permanently will be, and I'm really excited. I'm not going to share what we're thinking about yet. You'll find out. Um, Tom and I have been talking about it a lot, and I think he's not convinced that I'm serious about it, but I am. So yeah, I'm, I can't wait. There are a couple more times over the next year that I'll be able to go home to for extended amounts of time. And I'm really excited about it. So anyway, that being said, the reset is about a week in. We have one week left. Friday is our last day since you're listening to this on Monday. I'm recording this on last Wednesday. So Wednesday, the 18th, you're going to hear this on Monday, the 21st 22nd you're listening to this on the 23rd I recorded this on the 18th and um yeah we're about a week into the reset which has been so wonderful and so just grounding I've been also trying to distance myself from social media because I've been realizing I'll stay in this mode of grounding and knowing and being really connected to my community myself the earth whatever and then I'll get on social media and my attention completely goes into the worlds that are there and I get off it and I'm like, wait, where was I? What was I doing? What was that feeling of grounding that I had before? And then I just stay on my phone. So I finally put a limit on, on Instagram, which is great. 
and I'm really actively trying to be present in my life and live my life again. Um, I know it's also just, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. That's a little update. Let's get into it, people. This week's topic is making mistakes and forgiving yourself. I am so excited to talk about this because I'm somebody who, when I think about the mistakes that I've made, big or small, I cringe. You know that TikTok trend that was happening a little while ago where you just like, you know, you you have that memory of whatever that's cringy and you just close your eyes and cringe. Yeah, that's, I feel that. I feel that on a visceral level. So let's just talk about it. Mistakes. We all make them. Also, I wrote a lot of notes for this one. So if it sounds like I'm reading, I might be. But um, we'll see how many tangents I go off of. We all make mistakes. Yet we judge others, fire others, for making mistakes. But we all make them. It blows my mind. As I said, I obsess over the mistakes that I've made. And I constantly tell myself that I'm a terrible person. And it's only a matter of time until everyone finds out. Every time I make a mistake, I'm like, see? You're a piece of shit. Of course you made that mistake. Why would anyone think that you were smart enough or right or a good friend or a good person? Those are my subconscious beliefs that come through, dude. It's nuts. But those beliefs, when I make a mistake that come up, they reinforce those negative subconscious beliefs, like I just said. The negative subconscious beliefs that I'm a bad person, that I'm wrong, that I'm stupid. And I could hear you saying, but you're not that. Why would you ever think that you are that? And that's what I'm asking you too. So because you're asking me that, right? Then I ask you that, why do we make mistakes mean something about somebody? Why do we make somebody's mistakes mean something about them? I'm not saying you need to forgive and let somebody come back into your life. I'm, I'm also saying though, our forgiveness with mistakes starts with forgiving ourselves, right? You need to forgive yourself for the mistakes that you make. Because if you don't, then you're going to keep making those same mistakes. And you're going to keep pushing in your life to prove to yourself that you are not your subconscious beliefs instead of working through them. That you are not your mistakes instead of working through them. But you will never not make your mistakes. You'll never not make a mistake. That's part of life. We're not perfect. We fuck up all the time. Yet we put so much emphasis on what a mistake is. We put so much emphasis on not forgiving somebody for making a mistake. So then when we make one ourselves, we don't forgive ourselves. We tell ourselves all of those negative subconscious beliefs that we have living within us that happen when we make a mistake. For me, it's bad person, bad friend, stupid, wrong. Those are like the main three that come up, right? So when somebody makes a mistake, our view of them changes, right? Like we, we put so much emphasis on that mistake. And maybe it's not necessarily our view, but we judge them. I know I do. I, we judge them for not being smart enough, right enough, educated enough. Of course, that's based, you know, our own projection of ourselves, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We see so much of that within cancel culture too, right? So like if somebody makes a mistake in life publicly, oh my God, are we brutal to them? 
we remind them of their mistake constantly. We deem them as unacceptable people. They no longer deserve to have what they have. Because we feel when we make a mistake, that's the case, right? But also not really. Like every time I make a mistake, I'm like, I don't not deserve to have friends. I don't not deserve to like have the life that I live and to continue to work hard. So why do we put that on other people? I used to hop on every social bandwagon without blinking an eye. I wanted to be on the right side of history. This is related, I swear. But I stopped thinking for myself when I did that. I stopped taking into consideration how I personally felt about a situation. I have realized I need more time to contemplate my feelings towards someone or something instead of just constantly seeing other people's opinions about a situation and making their opinion mine without any research. However, I'm not a big researcher. So I really have to sit with an experience. I have to go through it. I have to go through the beliefs too about a situation. And also oftentimes I'm like, I don't want to waste my energy making having an opinion about this. Now I'm not talking about universal truths here, like racially motivated hate crimes or violence. They're seriously fucked up and they should never, never happen. There's no justification for ending a human life, especially violently, senselessly. You're acting on your pain body and negative subconscious beliefs around your own fear of worthiness, value, acceptance in this world. And taking someone else's life senselessly is never the answer. Never. The answer is therapy. The answer is get to know yourself because no happy person wants to take the life of another. No happy person wants to push their own beliefs down the throats of others and wants to punish them for not believing them. No happy person makes anybody else mean anything about them, right? Somebody who is different does not mean anything about you, does not make your value, your experience in this life less than theirs. What I've realized is my own opinions and judgment of others is a direct reflection of my own subconscious beliefs about myself. I project my fear of being wrong or of being stupid onto other people. Whether it's people in my direct circle or people, well-known, famous people, whatever. For example, I'm going to go into a story now and I'm going to be super vague about it because it is a personal story. In my past, I have slept with a friend. A friend that I knew another friend had feelings for. Now, I did it and woke up the next morning and felt terrible. Terrible. Because the thought that was constantly running through my mind was, wow, now everyone everyone knows I'm a terrible friend. Like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time. Like, I subconsciously believed that I was a terrible friend, so then I did things that reinforced that belief. But at the same time, I knew that what I had done wasn't malicious. I didn't sleep with this person to hurt anybody, to intentionally put pain on somebody else. I slept with them because I wanted to, because we had feelings for each other. There was passion in the moment, and it had been building for a year. 
I may have been acting selfishly, but I wasn't acting maliciously. I wasn't sleeping with this person to hurt anybody. However, what does get tricky is that I knew that when I did, it would hurt somebody. But also, you know, your own, you don't control other people's reactions. I will say, in that situation, everything worked out for the best. No friendships were lost. They might, they might have been changed, but they're not lost. The thing that has taken the longest for forgiveness, I got forgiveness immediately from other people involved. But I did not forgive myself. And I'm still working on that. Because as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I still have issues with believing that I'm a good enough friend to, to make friends, to have friends, to not have up as many boundaries as I do right now and have for the last five years. Oh my gosh. My forgiveness toward myself has taken the longest to heal. I ask myself all the time, why did you do that? Why did you do something for yourself? Something you knew that would hurt your friend. Not that you did it to hurt them, but you knew that it would. You tend to think about yourself so much, why can't you think about others for once? I get confirmation from others telling me that that's not the case. But I know myself. I know my subconscious beliefs. I know my actions. I'm here and my subconscious beliefs are telling me all of that that I just said. Those subconscious beliefs show up to bring me down to a place of shame and distrust of myself. I have to ask myself, why did I do it? To get through it. To come out the other side. I always have to ask myself, why? Why did you do it? The answer is because I liked him and I wanted to sleep with him. Did you purposely do it to hurt your friend? No, of course not. Of course I did not want to hurt her. I did not do it out of malice. There was nothing deep down in me that was like, yes, she deserves pain. No, in no way, shape or form. It was truly, we're going to have to get through this. But I, I want pleasure in this moment. Did I do it purposely to hurt my friend? No. What is the truth about me being a bad friend? I'm not a bad friend. Are you a bad friend? No. I have to sit with it. I have to believe it. I have to take it in. Take that no. Let my body viscerally feel that response. No, I am not a bad friend. Because my mind is going to constantly be telling me, yes, you are. What are you talking about, fool? But really, no. I am not. My soul knows the truth. I am not a bad friend. When I believe that I'm not a bad friend, I start to make decisions based on positive, good friend behavior, right? When I truly believe that I am, that my truth is that I am a good friend, I don't fear that anything that I do is a bad friend thing, right? I make decisions and trust myself to make good decisions. That's a huge, huge part of it is trusting yourself to make good, good decisions. You're always going to make a mistake, but knowing your why is, is such a big part of it. I know what you're going to say, but isn't that an excuse for you to make more mistakes? You make more mistakes and give yourself the excuse to never get better. Because you're like, oh no, but I'm a good friend. I'm going to do something shitty, but I'm a good friend. That's delusional. <laughs> you're not, constant, or not consciously insane. No one is 
I'm reading The Power of Now again. Can you tell? I finished it and started it all over again. <laughs> it's interesting how much I'm getting back from it again. Um, but making that telling yourself that you're not a good friend, you may feel is not enough because then it's going to, it's, it's an excuse that you tell yourself to make more mistakes and to continue to hurt people. But that's not the case. To you, I say, is that your belief? Is it your belief that you, if you tell yourself something, you will use that as an excuse yourself to not hold yourself accountable for what you've done? You'll use it as an excuse to do things that hurt other people. Do you not trust yourself to make good decisions? You have to come back to your why. If your why is related to other people, maliciously hurting somebody, doing it to get back at them, being spiteful. That's when you start to make decisions and excuses for your actions. I am not making an excuse for my action. I'm recognizing my truth. I'm forgiving myself for something that would hurt my friend, even though it wasn't intentionally painful. If I don't forgive myself, I will keep making those, those same mistakes. If I don't forgive myself, I will make more mistakes related to that belief and problem. If I don't forgive myself, really deeply understand my why, remind myself that I am not a bad friend, I start to make decisions that align with my belief that I am not a bad friend, that I am a good friend. I think that's part of it is also changing the verbiage. In your head, you're saying, I'm not a bad friend, but you still have that double negative. I'm not a bad friend. So when you start saying, I'm a good friend, I am a good friend. You make good decisions. If you say, I'm a good friend and still have that belief saying, no, you're not, you need to get deeper. If you tell yourself you're a good friend, this is specifically for that good friend example, but it works with any of your negative subconscious beliefs. If you tell yourself you're a good friend and still make bad bad friend choices and tell yourself, even though you know you're lying, that you're a good friend, You're still reinforcing your negative subconscious beliefs because you truly know deep down your truth. You know that you're lying, right? So being honest with yourself is the first step. Being honest with that little voice in your head, your mind, your ego that's telling you the opposite of what you're trying to work through. When you make a mistake and it makes you cringe, you're embarrassed, you feel like you've been found out or whatever that feeling may be, sit with it. Ask yourself, Why did I do that? Get clear on the answer. Was I doing it intentionally to hurt somebody? If the answer is yes, why? It always comes from your own pain. So you have to get deep. You have to be honest with yourself. What is the fear that's coming up? Where is that stemming from? You have to be honest or else you're not going to move through this. You're not going to get through this. You're not going to be able to fully forgive yourself for any mistake that you make. And I will say one thing. Other people's forgiveness of you is not as important as your own forgiveness for yourself. If someone cannot forgive you for a mistake that you've made, you need to respect that. Now, I know that my situation is different. I had a very lucky situation where my friendships were not ruined in any way and I was given forgiveness. But as you can tell, the hardest part that has affected me the longest has been my own forgiveness for myself. That is what is most important because that is still changing my behavior to this day. Not changing, but affecting my behavior to this day. Other people's forgiveness 
if you, that means something about you, if you forgive yourself and someone else can't forgive you and that hurts you, you need to get deeper with that, right? Why does someone else's forgiveness mean something to you, about you, for you? It's hard to work through those things, but it's necessary for you to be able to move on, for you to be able to live freely in your life. You can still make mistakes and forgive yourself and continue to be a better person and recognizing that other people, your mistake might have hurt somebody so bad that forgiveness is not for you from them and respecting that of them respecting that boundary that they have and that they cannot have you make another mistake like that. Even if you trust yourself not to, that is not your place to tell them constantly or your place to try and prove it to them. You do not control other people's reactions. You do not control other people. Respect them. Your forgiveness and relationship with yourself is most important. Because that affects all of your other relationships. So back to your why. If you ask yourself, did you intentionally do it to hurt somebody? And the answer is yes. Ask yourself why. It comes from your own pain. So you have to get deep and be honest with yourself. Where is that fear stemming from? If the answer is no, feel it. Deeply believe that in yourself. Ask yourself what the truth is about the fear that's coming up. It doesn't have to be about friendship. It could be about anything. But ask you what that fear is and what is that truth. Are you actually a bad friend? Are you actually always wrong? Are you actually a bad person? Are you actually dumb? When it comes to those other things, dumb and being wrong Right and wrong are derived from other humans. Humans decide what that is. So who is to actually say what is right and what is wrong? Wrong is hurting people intentionally. So unless you're doing that, then come on. Being dumb is somebody else's definition, right? If you are living by somebody else's definition of what dumb is, or maybe your own definition of what smart and dumb is, reevaluate. Because you are not. Nobody is dumb. Nobody is inherently wrong all of the time. Unless, of course, you know, they're hurting people. But we're, we're going in a world where you're not doing that. <laughs> the answer is always no. It's always no. Why? Because inherently, your deep truth, you are not your negative subconscious beliefs about yourself. You are not. You create those in your head. You create these rules about yourself. But you're not those rules. If you still believe that you are after doing this work, It shows that those negative subconscious beliefs have a deep hold on you and you need to get deeper. You need to find the time that you first experience this belief happen. So if you are asking yourself, am I a bad friend? Am I wrong? Am I a bad person? Am I dumb? And the answer is still yes. Then you have to get deeper, right? Maybe you're saying no, but you don't fully believe it. You need to get deeper and find that moment in time when that belief was created. There, we all have moments in our life when a belief about whatever was created, about our, not about whatever, but about ourselves was created. It's always a part in our history. Either societally, when we first realized society had put us in this box or told us what was right, what was wrong, 
But again, society is just defined by other humans. Who's to say who has the power, right? What is dumb? What is smart? That's a big one, you know? Other smaller things are also right and wrong. Um, There are things that are right. There are things that are wrong, obviously. And I would say the biggest things that are wrong are hurting people intentionally. But everything else, you're allowed to have your own opinions about things. I'm not going to go down that deep hole yet, but that's where that stems from. (laughs) It might be conditioned from your childhood, like I said, or it might be a single experience that started the ball rolling. Or you may even think that it's an experience that caused it, but that experience actually just reinforced it. So there's so much that is there that you can go back and find. And the way to heal these beliefs is to do the work. That is the only, only way to do it. It's not to ignore them. It's not to cover up and find salvation in addiction, shopping, drugs, alcohol, partying, friends, humans, whatever, relationships. It's to do the work. And I know that that's daunting and it's hard and it's scary to do on your own. So I do want to say if you have, if you want to work with somebody, I worked with somebody and I still work with her when I need it. I can help you slide into my DMs um, or email me and I'll, we can talk about it and I can send you over to somebody that I know will help you get there. It's your deep waters. It's guiding, having a guide to show you your deepest of waters to illuminate those parts of you that you didn't recognize before, didn't realize were there. And that's, And that's what that's for. And that's why you need help because you don't see them. I've done so much of my own work on my own beliefs that I get it and I know. And there's so many. It's nice to be once you have that realization, that recognition, recognition of what that is, of your negative subconscious beliefs, it becomes easier to work through them. However, it is so nice to have somebody else to guide you down there. I hope that this episode was enlightening and relatable. I know negative subconscious beliefs can be hard to handle and understand, especially over a podcast. So I really recommend talking to a trained professional about yours because for me personally, that's where I've seen the most growth in myself. Someone else to guide you who has done this before, who knows the questions to ask, who can help you see things you didn't before. Oh, it's just the best, truly. It's hard, it's scary, but you come out so much stronger. You come out like knowing yourself so much better. And what, what about your life? Just the quality of your life increases. Why wouldn't you want that? <laughs> okay, well, with that being said, love you so much. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you. And I'll see you on the mat. See you next week. Bye.